traveling the world searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, horsemen. This is Scott, the founder of the International Equine Network, trying to get back in the swing of things here. Had a lot of medical issues over the last few weeks and kind of put me out. I was in the hospital for about 10 days, and but everything's good, good to go. I'm going to survive. Uh, we got a lot to talk about uh, today on uh, International Equine Network. Uh, a lot of things coming up. The Derby's coming up. Uh, you know, just a lot, a lot of everything uh, in the horse business. It's all, it's all good to go now. Um, one of the things that we're looking at is distribution of equine information, and uh, it's becoming really important now. Uh, to all breeds, to all associations, anybody in the horse business. Um, you know, the uh, uh, whole nine yards is on, on the line for everybody. Um, and, that, and that's creating revenue for the industry. Um, the thoroughbred racing is doing very well. Uh, show horse is doing very well. Uh, polo is really uh, coming on uh, like gangbusters. Um, and one of the reasons that that's happening and it's because uh, the polo uh, industry is hooked up uh, with television for like Apple TV, Android TV, Fire TV, Xbox One, Smart TV, and Chromecast uh, are all broadcasting polo now live. And uh, that, that really helps. And, and then uh, you can go to the mobile devices where you have iPhone, iPad, and Android. Um, you know, to watch uh, your product on, your, your polo on. And then, uh, of course, you can go to your computer and you can go to Checker TV or come to IENTV.org, you know, and watch polo. And, and that's the crucial thing now. Um, it, it seems like the COVID has been dealt with in the horse industry. Uh, the protocols are being followed, and everybody's expanding, uh, you know, their, their products that they have out there. And that, that's... Uh, that's a good thing for all of us because it keeps us all in touch and up to date with um, everything that's going on. And um, I, I, I just can't believe how good it is working for the whole industry. Now, like, for example, um, we've got coming up here um, on the 20th of this month, um, and you can go to uh, chuckertv.com and watch, watch it. Uh, March 20th is the U.S. Open's uh, women's um, Polo Championship final. It's a 22 gold match. Um, then on the 21st, we have the USPA Gold Cup, uh, which is the 22 gold match. And then on the 28th, we have the USPA Gold Cup final, the 22 gold, um, uh, gold uh, match. Uh, so, you know, it's all getting real exciting now. These are the, some of the best polo matches in the world. And uh, starting April 4th, and then every weekend, uh, three weekends in a row through the 18th, um, we have the U.S. Open Polo Championship from uh, Palm Beach. We have the uh, on April 4th, April 11th, and 18th we have the U.S. Polo uh, Open Championship final. So you know they're coming right along with uh, with the industry and everything. Uh, of course, there's no. Uh, uh, 
people are allowed to, you know, come out to see it because of the COVID, but at least you have TV to watch it on. And, um, you know, that, that's speaking, and speaking of watching on TV, you'll be able to see the Kentucky Derby this year on the TV. And um, I, I'm getting all excited here because of all the television broadcasts that are being made available. Um, so uh, at Churchill Downs is considering increasing the capacity of its reserve seating to 60% uh, at the 147th Kentucky Derby this year. Um, it, it's just amazing what, what they're going to do there at Churchill. They've got it down, and 60% uh, of 100-plus thousand is, is nice. Uh, you know, you're, you're looking at, um, uh, you know, probably 50 or 60,000 people for the Derby this year. It says... Um, uh, uh, New Churchill Downs President Mike Anderson said the home of the Kentucky Derby is working for safety measures for uh, a possible increased capacity uh, at the race after an announcement Monday by Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear allowing businesses, including bars, restaurants, gyms, and more, to increase their outdoor, uh, their indoor capacity from 50 to 60 percent. So that that's a big thing, you know, because that, now that they have them in you know, the indoors is increasing. That's good for the horse industry because the horse industry is all outdoors. And uh, that's what they're, uh, you know, hoping to, to get. Um, you know, so Churchill Downs has uh, previously said it would limit the number of reserve seats uh, sold to 40% or 50% of the capacity and would uh, delay selling any general admission tickets, which includes infield until a closer uh, time to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, they're going to see how they can do the uh, infield, uh, you know, uh, the COVID uh, protocol. Uh, it, it's going to be difficult when you've got a big party like that to keep everybody with masks on and, and keep them, you know, uh, six feet apart. It's just not going to happen. Um, you know, so Churchill's working on that, and hopefully they'll be able to take that into consideration. Um we're we're looking at a, a lot of different things um as far as the horse industry goes. Um uh last year they, they postponed the Kentucky Derby and changed the date and uh it, it was really it cost Churchill Downs more than hundred and twenty million dollars in revenue compared to twenty nineteen, uh just from the COVID by not having people on hand and changing the date, you know, of the Derby. Um, and that, that was really a tough one for them. Um, Churchill Downs saw net revenue of $1.54 billion in 2020, a 21% dip from the $1.3 billion revenue the year prior to that. So it shows you that it did hit, hit the industry hard. And mainly because uh, they took away, uh, you know, the, the people attending the races on track, and that that hurt. And and, and that's uniform across all the horse industry, um, with uh, show horses, polo, you name it, uh, sales. Um, you know that that uh, it was all affected by that, uh, by the COVID. But it appears that it's on the way to um, being, uh, you know, corrected. Um, as the states open up, uh, more and more people will be able to come in uh, to uh, watch the events. Um, 
uh, I, I'm excited for one one reason. It's the television and distribution of the information that is going to be conducted over the, the next year, and and we're a part of that. IEN's part of that, uh, and, and it's going to just grow because that's something that's not going to go away from the horse industry. The distribution of the information through various means, whether it's television, radio, uh, the Internet, is there to stay. And now that everybody's trying to configure and figure out how they can generate money for their distribution outlet through advertising. And it's going to go back to, uh, to the days of radio when you could buy a 15-second ad for $30, um, you know, and, and, you know, or a 30-second ad um, for $50 and, and go from there with it. But now it's all, it's all going to be uh, digital. It's going to be all uh, video. It's, uh, it's, it's just perfect um, for distribution companies because they can keep their costs down low and, um, and not charge very much, but get a, a lot of good sponsors. And when I say getting a lot of good sponsors, I mean by you can now go back to the local people um, of, of uh, your area uh, that the events in. You can go uh, to the regional. You can go to state and to national, to international. Um, that's all becoming available now at a relatively inexpensive price. And, and that's what's going to push the horse industry forward. It will not go away. We're in a position now to take it to uh, the highest level in quality of uh, broadcasting and, and um, distribution uh, for the horse industry. And we're talking about all events. Um, we're not just talking about like the Kentucky Derby. We're talking about the, the backyard horse shows, the small horse sales, the smaller racetracks that, that are racing horses. Um, everybody now has the opportunity to grow and get as big as they want, you know, from a distribution uh, standpoint, it just depends on how they want to do it. And now it's all on the people uh, putting on the events. Uh, what can we do to make this, um, you know, a lot better? Uh, last night I watched on Facebook, uh, it's called the Twos in Training. Um, Tony Alanya was the featured um, guest on that one. And it was a, uh, almost an hour-long show uh, with Heather Vitale, and it was really good because it was a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, she was up north, um, and Tony was here in South Florida, and it, and it was a great show, you know. But it, you're getting to know the trainers. You're getting to know the owners, the, the racetracks. Uh, you're getting to uh, see all these different people, um, you know, through the eyes of, uh, of the camera and of the radio. You know, you hear them through the radio. And that's one thing that, um, you know, our industry has needed for a long time. But it's forming, getting it together to where you can have the right people at the right time and, you know, uh, be able to interview them, uh, be able to do, um, you know, help them promote their, their business. And so I'm taking a, a step forward in that. And I'm contacting any and all the horse people that I can and I know that I'm not the best announcer in the world, and we're going to have to get, you know, upgrade our announcers and, and uh, you know, do the things, uh, you know, that we need to do to make it a quality, you know, program uh, with it. But uh, the point that I'm making here is that all the contacts that I'm making now have, um, are 
successful uh, because I, I'll call uh, one of the events up or one of the associations up and say, look, uh, I've got, you know, 10 or 15, 20 minutes uh, uh, available on uh, BBS radio every week. Uh, we've been doing it for over a year now. And you can tell us your mission statement. Uh, you know, you, that's, that's what we're going to do. Uh, talk to them about it. Next week, we're going to talk to the Jockey Club. And the Jockey Club is uh, the, um, the overseer of the thoroughbred industry. And one of the things that uh, they did, as far as their communications is concerned, um, not only to help out the industry, but anybody can go to their website. It's called Overview.com. It's uh, from the Jockey Club and the Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders and Owners Association. It's called the 2021 Fact Book. And um, th this on their website, if you want to know any and everything about the thoroughbred industry, you go to um, the fact book at the Jockey Club. And um, I tell you, it's amazing. They, they literally list any and everything um, that, that you can imagine uh, on here. Uh, they're talking about the breeding industry. They're talking about uh, racing, uh, import-export trades of, of the horses. Um, you, you just go in and click on it, and they'll tell you how many horses were sent out of the country last year, thoroughbreds, and how many were imported. Um, you know, and, and this makes for an interesting uh, read. Uh, you don't have to be a, a horse person, uh, you know, to go to this site and to, lo uh, to like it. Um, for example, in racing, they have the number of races that were ran last year here in the U.S. Um, and they're races by uh, distance and surface. Um, the gross purse money, uh, the gross provincial handle um, for all the racetracks in the country. Uh, they ha had that. Um, you know, racing statistics by um, foaling area um, from horses that from whatever uh, they're coming from, uh, that's where they were at with it, um, which was really good. Um, I, I tell you, it, it, they got a whole, whole thing on two-year-old racing. Uh, which is really good. Um, it tells you anything, everything you want to know about the two-year-old races, uh, where they're racing at, who they're, who's racing, who's winning, who's, who's doing what they need to do. Um, the one section I really do like is uh, it's the sales section on on overview.com. Uh, it, it tells you everything in North America, the median price of yearlings, um, the foal crops. It tells you anything and everything that you need to know about what's going on, uh, you know, in, in the sales industry. And this is a one-stop shop, um, kind of like what we're trying to do at IEM. Uh, you know, we're trying to get it together to where we one stop and you can go to every uh, event uh, in the country. You know, we'll have a link to get you to that event. Um, it's, on this uh, overview, uh, ownerview.com, uh, they got a directory on there that'll take you to any and everything you need to know uh, about, uh, you know, uh, the horse industry. It goes state by state, Canadian and international information that they have. Um, you know, it's just so amazing to see one website that has done it right. Uh, you know, for any and everything you need need to know. So, like, if you want to get into the horse business and you want to find out about the stallion farms and about syndications and um, about, uh, you know, who's winning, uh, trainers, owners, jockeys, uh, you go to overview.com 
and that'll tell you any and everything that you need to know. And like I said, you don't have to be a horseman, you know, to uh, uh, go to this site. You just go to the site, and it's a lot of good information. Uh, you know, if you want to educate yourself about the business and understand it a little more, uh, you know, go to uh, ownerview.com. It's a jockey club, and, and it's really a, a good art, a good read for you that we have there. So every association pretty much has a uh, directory that you can go to, like American Corn Course Association, um, USEF, the uh, FEI, um, Polo. Uh, they all have a, a, a somewhere on their website they'll have this kind of information, but not like they do at the Jockey Club. Um, oh, it's overview.com. It's a Jockey Club. And I tell you what, it, it's a great read if you want to go, um, you know, find out as much as you can about the, um, the thoroughbred industry. You can find out all about Bob Baffert and Todd Pletcher, how many races they won, how much money they've earned, um, you know, uh, you, you want, what they had for breakfast this morning. That, that'll tell you, uh, you know, what all is going on, um, you know, with them. And for like example, um, now we're you know getting close to the derby, and then um, we're looking at uh, the derby prep races that are coming up. And um, Saturday, we have the uh, uh, Louisiana Derby uh, coming up from the fairgrounds. Um, it's a fantastic race. Um, this race is probably one of the top prep races to get your horse ready for the Kentucky Derby. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, be in it. Uh, with a horse called Albaba that we won back in the early 80s. And it was a great prep race for him to get him to the Derby. It's just the right amount of days out. Um, you know, we're looking right now at about six, seven weeks from the Kentucky Derby. Um, and a lot of times uh, people will use this as a stepping stone, uh, you know, to get to the Kentucky Derby, um, depending on how your horse comes out of the Louisiana Derby. Um, if he comes out in good shape and everything, it's just a matter of maintaining his, you know, uh, level of, um, of talent uh, for the next six weeks, and which is not hard to do uh, because they're fit. Uh, by now they're fit and they're ready to go, and there's not much more you can do to them, you know, prior to that. And um, if you can get him out of the uh, out of the uh, Louisiana Derby healthy. Uh, maintain him all the way up to the derby, you're, you're good. Uh, the last thing you want to do is have to be closer to the derby, like three or four weeks from the derby, and have a um, tough race, in which these are all grade ones and the best in the country uh, to go at. Um, you, you don't want to have a real tough race three or four weeks prior to the derby. Uh, you want to, it's better to take them into the derby trying to maintain their, their level. Uh, of um, training than it is to train for a race, race and then having you know come back out of it. Uh, you know, a lot of times it could take a lot out of them, deplete them, and um, you know make it tough to go for the derby. Uh, that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand. Some horses can recover good from it, uh, from a race at, at this stage and point. Others, it takes a lot out of them. And if you take a lot out of your horse, it's hard to get. It get them built back up to where they were at prior to the race than it is to, um, uh, you know, uh, lay them off for six or seven weeks or not lay them off, but, uh, you know, kind of uh, guide them into it. 
But, but um, the fairgrounds uh, on March the 20th, uh, post time is at uh, 6.44 Eastern, 5.44 uh, uh, Central Time. It's uh, the TwinSpires.com Louisiana Derby Grade 2. Um, it's a million dollars for three-year-olds at a mile and three-sixteenths, um, which is getting them a little closer to that mile, mile and a quarter. They're, they're going to have to really earn this one. Um, it's a light field this year. Um, we have eight horses in, into the uh, into the uh, Louisiana Derby, and uh, some of them are, are not too bad. Uh, they're, they're horses on the on the upswing. Um, there's, there's one horse that um, uh, that I've always liked from back way months ago, and that's Hot Rod Charlie. Um, that horse is uh, is a nice horse. Um, you don't know who's going to show up uh, when he when you put the saddle on him. Uh, this horse could could really run, or he could really you know just not not want to run. Um, kind of a temperamental horse uh, in here. Uh, and so I, I was hoping that uh, he he would win it easy, uh, just right going into the Derby. And I, I think he's the kind of horse that could do that. Now, Hot Rod Charlie is a horse that can take a layoff. He can take a layoff. He probably comes back better after a long layoff than he does if he were, you know, run right back, you know, against uh, these type of horses. And then um, we got that uh, horse, that Midnight Bourbon, um, Steve Ashmussen. Um, Wow, this horse could really be the real deal for Steve. Um, I think he's coming into the race good. Um, if he gets a good trip uh, Saturday and um, he, he does everything right and comes out of the race right, he's going to be be one of the favorites uh, for the Derby this year. Um, he's, he's just a tough little horse. Um, I, I like him a lot. Uh, Joe Talamo's riding and I, I think that's going to be a real, real good fit um, for the Derby. Uh, of course, we have a, a, a lot of good horses in here. It's an eight-horse field. And, again, it goes back to like we were talking about before. Um, you know, you got 20 horses uh, in the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you like for your horse to uh, get, uh, uh, get a little seasoned with a, a larger field than the eight horses. Um, you know that that makes it that makes it a, a difficult time if you go eight eight horses eight horses ten horses and then all of a sudden you're thrown in on Derby Day with all the hoopla and you know all the uh, going on that that they have for the Derby and, and you throw them in there with a twenty horse field uh, that's a that's a rude awakening because uh, you just don't know what's going to happen uh, with the uh, you know and the Derby uh, it's all racing luck then. You can have the fittest horse and the best horse in the world. And when you go into that gate at Churchill on that first Saturday in May, buddy, when they open that up, it's it's whoever gets a good racing luck. And um, at Churchill in the Derby, uh, you got to have have good good racing luck. Uh, when you come out of the gate, it's a cavalry charge down to the first turn. And then um, by the time you hit the first turn, depending on where you're at on the track, whether you're on the rail, whether you're outside, uh, if you've got 20, uh, 15, 20 horses in front of you throwing dirt back up in you, it's a difficult trip. Um, if you get on the lead, you got to worry about how to maintain that, that, uh, that uh, lead. Um, there's just so many things there that can happen to you. And unfortunately, 
a lot of the horses that we have uh, going into the Derby this year have not experienced that large field of horses. Um, a lot of the race has been eight, nine, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine horses. And so this, this at the fairgrounds, I believe, is going to be a good, a good test right here. And like I said, there's two horses in here that I like, and that's um, Midnight Bourbon and Hot Rod Charlie. Um, those are horses that I think that are real. Uh, I think that they, they, they're going to be there. Um, you know, I, I just uh, can't see anything uh, other than these two uh, that are in there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, the Louisiana Derby. Uh, you can go and watch it um, on uh, just about anywhere uh, now. As you can go to our, our website, you'll be able to see it if they're live on Saturday, uh, March 20th at 544 uh, Central Time, 644 Eastern Time. So that, that's going to be uh, an interesting race. <laughs> uh, a lot of trainers are going to have to explain to the owners why they paid all that money to get in there to to run up the track, you know, and then they'll probably be looking at a lot of undercard races at Churchill Derby Weeks for, for that. So we'll see what happens there. Now we're going to go to the, um, uh, to the Derby Point standings. This is an interesting uh, one, one today uh, because um, we have very few races left um, before the Derby. In fact, uh, uh, the rest of March here on the 27th, we have the Jeff Ruby Stakes at Turfway uh, Park. We have the Florida Derby from Gulfstream, and we have the UAE Derby from Maiden Racecourse in, in, uh, in uh, Dubai. So uh, we'll see what happens with that uh, there. But it, it, the days are numbered, and, uh, you know, the pressure's on the trainers uh, and the owners and the jockeys and the grooms and the hot walkers. Um, and you got to remember, most of these horses that are running now getting ready for the Derby are out of state. They're not in Kentucky. Um, you know, they're, they're just not there. Uh, they're getting ready for Keeneland to open. Uh, so the trainers are trying to get everything uh, uh, figured out on uh, whether they go to Churchill or whether they go to Keeneland with their Derby horses. A lot of uh, people go to, go to Keeneland. Uh, with their Derby horses for in April, and then ship up the Churchill, you know, Derby Week, and all. But see, that, that's another thing. Like we were talking about uh, every week, just about you know, uh, for the last three months, is um, is that uh, scheduling? Uh, how do they get there? Well, you know, uh, do you go to Keeneland? Do you stay here late in Florida, and, and then go up? A lot of people do that. They'll stay. Uh, uh, at their home, home tracks like uh, Hot Springs and, uh, uh, at, um, uh, you know, to go up there for the Arkansas Derby and then, then stay and then come up. Or um, they, they stay at the fairgrounds uh, after the Louisiana Derby and train there, train up until uh, the um, uh, Kentucky Derby. So, and then that, the West Coast horses, um, you know, Bob Baffert, uh, uh, finished first, second, and the Rebel, and um, he, he's got a strong contingency. But what what does he do? Those horses are traveling a lot, you know, from California to uh, Oakland in Arkansas, uh, you know, from California to uh, Florida, from California to New York. Uh, that's a lot of wear and tear on those horses, and, and a lot of people just don't understand, 
you know, that that's another thing that figures into the training and how you get them to the derby and all. So, um, uh, you know, it's tough. But this this is probably uh, the, the 2021 road to the Kentucky Derby point standings as of today. Um, this is probably going to be, uh, I would say, 85% of the field for the Kentucky Derby, the first top 20 horses here. Um, we got we got a great, great uh, trainer in Shug McGahee. Uh, he's got um, a horse called Greatest Honor. Um, it's a Tappet Colt, uh, Tiffany's Honor. Um, this horse is this horse is solid and it's tough. And I, I work for Shug McGahee, and I know how he gets these horses ready. And this horse is going to be solid. He's going to be right there, and uh, you know, no telling what's going to happen with this horse. Um, you know, you you might be looking at the uh, Florida Derby winner uh, here with with no doubt. Um, you know, he, he's a tough horse. Um, he's got stakes earnings of two hundred ninety five thousand uh, dollars. Total career earnings of three hundred fifty one thousand dollars. So that, that tells you right there that uh, most of his money has come in stakes competition. And when that happens, that means that this horse is, uh, came to the top of the game pretty quick. Um, you know, and, and they've been placing him in, in quality races, you know, to get that type of money earned, um, which is tough. And he's got a total career earnings of $351,000. Um, this is a horse that a lot of people are talking about. It's a Bob Baffert horse. And it's um, called Life is Good. Um, this horse can, can flat out run. It's an into mischief um, cult. Uh, Dan is Beach Walk. Um, I think this uh, this horse is a good horse, but I, I haven't seen him really tested yet. Um, he, he's, he's won a couple of races by a lot, uh, many lengths, and, and he's tough. And, but he, again, we go back to the 20 horse field. Um, you know that that's that's the thing that weighs heavy on my mind right now are the horses coming into a 20 horse field. Uh, you know the crowd at Churchill, um, the the shipping to Churchill. Um, you know all these factors now are very important that we've talked about um, getting horses back and forth. Uh, you know we're looking at weather. Um, you know uh, here in Florida, you know it's 85 degrees. Uh, then all of a sudden you take your horse out of Florida and you go up to Kentucky um, for for the Derby and you might get up there and it might be, you know, 50 and 60 degrees. You're looking at, you know, 20, 30 degree temperature change. And, and that affects horses and their training uh, and their eating habits. Uh, there's a lot that, that does that, uh, you know, to them. Uh, but that's life is good. That's a Bob Baffert horse. And you know he's going to be there uh, constantly. Uh, he's made... Um, uh, $240,000 in stakes earnings. He's got a grand total of 274000 So that goes to show you right there, um, you know, that he he went from being just one of the horses trying to get, get on a road to the Derby to one of the contenders because the next races, he just piled away the money, you know, uh, from stake races that he had there. Um and the other Bob Baffert horse, this horse is—he's uh, he, a nice horse. He's a, a street sense colt. 
purse strings as a dam, it's concert tour. This horse has made $720,000 in stakes money. His uh, total earnings is $756,000. So again, in Bob Baffert, uh, true to Bob Baffert's training ability, he takes the horse out, he wins the first time out with the horse, and then next thing you know, you know, he's got $700,000. And, and that says a lot for not only for the, uh, Bob Baffert and his group, but um, it, it, says, it tells you a lot about uh, uh, how he gets horses ready for the derby. Um, then there's another tapping horse out of delightful quality. It's called Essential Quality. Um, this horse is uh, a nice horse. Um, he's got a million $730,000 in earnings, uh, in stakes earnings. He's got a million seven hundred eighty-five total. Uh, Brad Cox trained horse. Uh, he's only got 40 points, though. And, and we're talking about um, uh, uh, greatest honor and life is good. They had 60 points coming into the Derby. Concentrate had 50. Essential quality has out-earned them all, but he's only got 40. He's only got 40 uh, Derby points. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, with that horse. Brad Cox is on fire right now. That guy, boy, there's nothing he can't, uh, you know, he can't do. Uh, uh, he is right on top of it, uh, going for it, and um, you know that might that just might be Brad's year uh, with that with that horse. But again, we're going back to the twenty horse field. You're going to hear me say this constantly. That 20-horse field is probably the biggest factor right now in the Kentucky Derby for 2021 because a lot of these horses have not faced a full field of 20. They haven't faced a mile and a quarter. Um, you know, they say at Churchill, um, when you're running in the Kentucky Derby, the first time you run down the stretch when you get out of the gate, that's your horse running. And the, and the second time when you come around the turn and you come down that final final stretch drive, that's your your bloodline. Um, that's your mom and your dad uh, running. That that's who that is uh, when they're getting there like that. Uh, it's it's really a tough one, you know, for them to do. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, but uh, again, we come back. Uh, here's Midnight Bourbon popped up. Um, you know, he's two hundred thirty thousand in stakes money. Um, 261,000 total. Uh, so he, he's doing, um, you know, again, it's kind of like the Bob Baffert, you know, thing. Um, you know, get him out of the gate early, get him to win, and then, you know, it's a stake schedule from that point out. And, and what I like about trainers that do that, uh, I really like the, the fact that um, once they get that first win out of their way and they get on that stakes program, ready to go go to the derby um it's quality races day in and day out that's what i like about it it's quality races day in and day out and, and so they're they get used to that level of, of running uh against tough horses uh but again we're going back to say like hey it's not a 20 horse field it's not a 20 horse field it's an eight horse field you know and that that that's uh, that's always has concerned me, uh, you know, about these horses that are that are going into uh, uh, the Derby. Uh, but Midnight Bourbon, uh, he's sitting right on on the uh, 
listed uh, seventh in, in, in point standings. Um, you know, they brought him along real, real good. Uh, so it's going to be uh, a, a good time for some of these trainers, and it's going to be a bad time for others. <laughs> you know, they're going to. Oh, I know, and I know there's some of them in there saying, "Oh, uh, what kind of an excuse can I have for the owner?" You know, because he wants to go, and maybe we're not ready to go yet with him. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know how, how they do that, uh, and then um, there's a nice horse here. Um, it's called Keep Me in Mind. Uh, made three hundred eighty-five thousand in stakes earnings, and it's got four hundred thousand uh, for the grand total, um, which is you know it's good. Uh, but this horse has been flying under the radar. Um, this horse has been uh, he earned his money, uh, you know, through here. Um, there's another horse here that Bob Baffert has come up with. Um, it's called uh, Spielberg. Uh, 368000 in stakes money, $413,000 for a total. Um, it's a union rags out of Miss Sequel. Um, this nice, nice little horse, um, that's there, um, kind of like, uh, you know, racing and, and keeping up with everybody part of the group. Uh, you know, not, not really outstanding, um, but he's a factor. And, and, and when we get, like I said, when we get back to this 20 horse field, you know, it's a horse like Spielberg that can make a difference. Um, you know, this type of horse, he could go out to the lead, and, you know, everybody's chasing him, and, and then, uh, you know, it's done and over with. Um, you know, that, and that reminds me back when uh, Wayne Lucas had, uh, uh, had late, uh, uh, well, a nice, nice, nice horse at Churchill. And um, this horse, I tell you, would, he would go out to the lead, and he, you know, you had to catch him or stay with him. And uh, and if you didn't, then uh, you know you you were done. Uh, so, but a lot of times he got out there and he did he just die off. And he went to uh, last place as fast as he did when he uh, uh, went to uh, uh, you know to uh, lose, lose the race. Uh, another one that Wayne had was uh, winning colors that won the Derby. Um, she went out and he said, he told him, he said, look, he said, you go as far as you can, fast as you can for as long as you can. And said, if they catch you, they catch you. Well, when she got in there and she did exactly what she was supposed to do and all the jocks were saying, you know, Hey, you know, she's going to die off. She's going to die off. But it's a three eighth pole. They knew they were in trouble because she wasn't dying off. She kept on going. And, and, and that that was, you know, a large field that day. And so they had not only had to catch her, but they had to, you know, uh, go through a field of uh, 15, 16 horses, you know, to try to catch her. And, you know, you're working twice as much to get after something, you know, that, that um, you know, you should have been right with all along. And, and, also, and that's another strategy of the 20-horse field. Um, you know, the speed of the race, who goes to lead, who's, who's the closers, um, you know, what do you do? Uh, you know, but it's a 20-horse field. But, uh, again, uh, you know, Spielberg is a Bob Baffert horse, and, and it's going to be there and ready to roll. Um, the one horse that got a lot, a lot of uh, early uh, press uh, was Jackie's Warrior. 
Uh, Jackie's Warriors made 532000 in stakes money, 577000 total. It's a Steve Asmussen trained horse. And uh, all of Steve's horses are, are solid horses. Uh, when you see one of them in the race, you've got to beat him. Uh, that, that's for sure. And that's at number 14. So, um, you know, we've got quite a few good horses here. Uh, just And we're just down to the 14th spot. And, and then from 14th on down, um, the only one <clears throat> that I see uh, down through 20 uh, is uh, Hot Rod Charlie. Hot Rod Charlie's made 352000 in stakes money, 395000 total. Um, he's an oxbow. Uh, Indian Miss, uh, trained by Doug O'Neill. And Doug O'Neill is a solid trainer. Um, he won't go anywhere and he won't put a horse in unless he got a shot at it. And th- this horse is at 19th. He's at 19th. Uh, and, and I think he should be, you know, up a little bit higher than that. But, you know, again, we're talking about uh, the Derby points, uh, you know, which, which is, uh, determines a, a lot of them. Uh, you know, to have, uh, to when they get there. Um, uh, a Brad, this is a Brad Cox horse, and I'm surprised he hasn't made any more money than this. His name's Cadoo River. Um, $120,000 in stakes money, 196000 total. Um, he, he's, he's a nice little horse, and I think he might, uh, in the next week or two, um, jump up and surprise a few people. Um, when he gets through with his, uh, he's going to run one more stakes race before they decide about going to the Derby and everything. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a great uh, next five or six, seven weeks. Um, there's a lot of things that um, are coming up for everybody. Um, just remember, uh, watch watch a horse event on TV. Go go to your computer, uh, you know, go to IEN TV. Um, and, and just watch a horse event. Um, you know, it's good. It's good watching. Uh, um, it's a good family thing. Uh, you don't have to know horses uh, to watch it the way uh, broadcasts are being done now. Um, they make it to where everybody can understand what they're talking about, especially with the polo and checker TV. Um, they tell you what a checker is. Uh, they tell you how long they are. Uh, they talk about the, the, the riders, uh, the teams. Um, you know that that that's a good watch right there is is Chucker TV. Um, one of the other things that um, I like to watch are the sales. The sales have become virtual now. Um, you know, I, I don't ever really think they're going to go back uh, sale wise to uh, uh, you know where they have the mass crowd. You know that's there. I, I think what they're going to go to now is is the uh, the live virtual uh, ads. Or sales, I think that's where they're going to with this. And the thing that I like about it is is the horse uh, sales, um, and which we got we got a sale coming up here that's going to be uh, really a good sale. It's um, uh, Wednesday, March thirty first at two p.m. It's the Fasic Tipton uh, Gulfstream selected two year olds in training sale. Uh, that's at nine a.m. on March thirty first, and then they have the under tax show. Uh, which will be Monday, March 29th at 9 a.m. And uh, that that's a that that's really good. Uh, you get to see them actually under tack 
what they look like, uh, you know, training and, and where they're at. And a lot of people make a lot of money off of these two-year-olds in training because we're looking here at March, uh, you know, uh, at the end of March, and then uh, you're, you're looking at running, you know, possibly running the horses in, in May. Turn around, you know, start running them in May, getting them ready for Saratoga, Del Mar, you know, that type of thing, Churchill, uh, Keeneland in the fall. Uh, so that that's a good sale coming up. But um, it, it's a, a sale that you can go to the Internet and you can watch. Uh, we'll have it on IEN. Um, and, and just take take a look and see what it's like, um, you know, and, and see if you can guess how much they're going to be. <laughs> uh, they have the catalog online so you can see who's doing what and who's buying what, um, you know, on them there, which is a, kind of an exciting thing to do. Um, you know, if you've got the time, and then and then also we got some good movies that are running. Um, they're good family movies, uh, Hallmark movies uh, that are running about the horse industry, um, from show horses to race horses to uh, anything uh, you know to do with horses. They're really good movies, good family movies to, to go ahead and watch. Uh, they're about an hour, hour and a half long, and just click on the little arrow and and then it'll start playing the movie. And, uh, no commercials into them, so it's it's a solid movie uh, there. And then one thing that I'm I'm excited about, I got so many things going, and I, I got to get focused um, with uh, what we're doing here because I've been running all over, uh, trying to do any and everything that I can. Too much for one person to do, and then, then uh, having the medical issues that I had uh, kind of even slowed me down even more. And I'm not using that as an excuse, but I'm just saying I got to get a little more focused, and so I, I'm trying to figure out how did I do that. Well, this is how how we're going to do it. <clears throat> as, as you know, there's uh, uh, a lot of events and a lot of things that we need to get to, and um, I've been uh, talking with the people at Keystone, Montana, about um, some sponsorships and and some advertising and. and uh, going to do some things that um, uh, that will help the horsemen and help Keystone, Montana, and help me. So we sat down uh, and, and talked it over, and it's called uh, uh, Keystone Fusion 429. And it's a nice fifth-wheel RV. It's got good living uh, accommodations in it. Um, it's got a bath and a half in it, which I'm excited about because uh, the purpose of this trailer is going to be a portable uh, mobile IEN studio for radio and TV. Um, this one has a, a nice 12-foot, 6-inch garage area on it. Uh, it's a toy hauler that will be gutted in the back. Um, instead of having the couches and the and uh, uh, things for the, the toy hauler, um, it'll be literally a studio. That, that we will have back there for radio and television. Uh, it's going to have. It's got an outside deck that it'll have on it. Uh, it's got its own half bath, so any of the guests that we have coming in, uh, you know, we'll have a, a restroom right there uh, for them. It's got a, a good kitchen area, uh, so that we'll be able to have you know a, a lot of uh, food. Have a green room, a mini green room, as, as they call them, in there. But it, it's nice. Uh, it's a nice uh, fifth-wheel RV. Um, 
it's just loaded with amenities on it. Um, the thing that, <laughs> that that I'm worried about is, you know, if I'm out in this thing, um, you know, going to different places, uh, it's literally going to be the home, you know, your home um, for, you know, however many days that they were gone, that we're out. Um, it, it's got any and everything you can, you can imagine on it. Uh, when you look at it, um, it's just, it's a home away from home. And, and that's one thing I like about it. Uh, they got uh, uh, the cameras on it uh, on the outside. It's got Wi-Fi capability. Uh, it's got a multi-source um, TV uh, signal control um, for for the satellite. Uh, you can use that. Um, it's just unbelievable. And, and, and what I like about it is it's got a home. Um, refrigerator style uh, size. It's got a uh, uh, convection microwave oven. Uh, it's got a three burner uh, range stove on it. It's got an oven. It's got a washer and dryer. Uh, and you name it, it's got it. There's nothing that I, I would need outside of this trailer. It would be just like being at home, um, you know, being at home. And so that's another thing that um, the horsemen are going to. They're going to the fifth-wheel trailers and the diesel pushers uh, to take all around with them. Uh, the hotels are getting awful expensive. Um, you got to go to and from uh, the, uh, you know, your venues. Uh, if you've got a fifth-wheel or an RV, 90% uh, uh, of the places you go to, you're right there at the facility. Um, again, like I said, we're putting all these things together, and then that leads into... Um, uh, a company that I'm dealing with and, and sponsoring with us is called ship.com. Um, no matter where you're at in this country, um, you can, if you are a ship member, um, you put in the zip code where you're at and it tells you what, uh, stores are available from ship.com. Uh, they can deliver right to the showgrounds or to the racetrack or wherever you're at. Uh, they deliver. Uh, it's a one time, um, a yearly fee, I think it's right around $99 right now, no more than that a year. And uh, you could have them deliver every day to you as long for free as long as you spend $35 or more um, on, um, you know, and then it's free delivery uh, from ship. And like um, this past um, week or so, um, I've been down and out, had surgery in the hospital, and I needed groceries. And it's kind of tough, you know, to ask a friend or, you know, have somebody go and get it for you. So I placed my order through ship and uh, at Winn-Dixie, and they delivered it right to my door. Uh, and so I couldn't get anything better than that. And the prices on ship are the same as they are in the store. And that, that makes a big difference there. And so uh, being in this um, Keystone uh, Fusion 429, I can have it delivered wherever it's parked at. And so, again, we're going back to how everything is getting better and better. Uh, we've got more, we've got twice as much TV and uh, radio coverage of the horse industry as we did a year ago today, all because of the pandemic. So now, um, you know, we get with the trailer people, we get with ship. Uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, that are all coming together for the horsemen and making life a lot easier you know, for it. So it's going to be interesting to see. 
um, you know, how it goes. So I'm all excited about um, all the upcoming events that we have, the sales, uh, the, the road to the Derby, uh, how they get there, uh, you know, everything. And then uh, just looking here on my desk, uh, uh, I watched uh, Tony Alanya last night. Um, he was on Facebook and um, had a, about an hour-long program on how how he's getting to uh, um, win all the races that he's doing it. And, and he's here at Sunshine Meadows where I'm at. He's got about 160 horses here. And, um, you know, that's an awful lot for one person you know, one trainer to have, and a lot of people say, well, you know, do you get your hands on all of them yesterday, uh, you know, every day? 160 horses is a lot of horses to train in one day. And he said something that was really uh, very important. Um, he said, no. He said, I can only get on, he said, you know, get, get behind in the bike on probably 10 a day. And, and um, you know, he said, well, that's 150 horses that are going out. Well, what I liked about uh, what he does is he gets on one horse and they go out in sets of 10 or 12 horses at a time. And so when they go out in that set, you know, sure, he's not sitting behind that horse in the bite, but his eyes are on every one of those horses. His eyes are on every one of those horses. Now, this is from the guy that, you know, that won the jug last year, and the Little Brown Jug and the Hamiltonian. Um, you know, this is... He's a smart guy, uh, you know, because he, he can't put his hands on them, but he puts his eyes on them. He's a part of that. And then he said something that, that made me think about the Kentucky Derby. He said, to hear training at Sunshine Meadows, we got a big 90-foot wide track, and, and, you know, you can get a lot of horses out there at one time. But Tony was saying that when he takes a, a set of horses out, he might have one uh, three back on the rail. He might have one four back on the outside. He might have one uh, two back in the middle, uh, lanes coming down. And so all winter long, these horses are trained in groups. And, and they're used to having horses on the outside of them, in front of them, uh, you know, coming up from behind, uh, on the rail, off the rail. Um, you know, they they have all that. And so I was thinking, you know, uh, over in Europe, in the yards in Europe, uh, some of those trainers will send horses out. They'll send out 15 or 20 horses at a time, you know, for training. Um, you know, and, and so they get used to that big pack, uh, which they have a lot of uh, large fields in Europe and in Hong Kong and in Australia. You know, so those were kind of the things that, uh, you know, you, you look at, um, when you're in the horse business, you got to kind of take it all in, and you kind of got to adjust, you know, to what's going to get done. You got to look down the road. You got to look, um, you know, what's in front of you today, uh, you know. But more importantly, you got to find out what's going to be in front of you tomorrow and how you're going to get there with the horses. And um, you know, there's a lot to lot to be said for that. And so now we're getting down close to the Derby. Uh, we're getting close to um, the uh, uh, America's Cup for polo. Uh, we're getting uh, getting a lot of things are coming down for the finals, and then the summer the summer um, events, and then the fall events, and then we start back all over again. Uh, you know, uh, with that. But um, like I said, uh, it's all about organization and and uh, you know how you get there. Um, it's a day to day thing uh, that you have to look at. 
and and it's gonna and it's tough. It's tough, but the exciting, most exciting part about it is, and, and I'm just so glad that that it's happening. Uh, I wish I'd have been in a better spot um, over the last few years to get you know IEN where it should be, and not where it's at now. But um, it's all about distribution and communication, and that's what it's all about. And and if you can't get you know the um, the big coverage from NBC and Fox and all like that, then you come to a place like me. Um, you go to uh, to the internet. You go to uh, you know Apple TV and get your product out there. And uh, sponsors are starting to realize that that uh, you know this show might not have a lot of people on it. Uh, might not have a lot of people watching it, but you know, for a fifteen dollar thirty second spot, you know, John Deere's willing to throw that up there because, like in IEN, we go to all horsemen, not just some of them. We go to all horsemen. We go to the small guys, to the big guys, you know, to the whole nine yards. And it's all about distribution. And there's a lot of companies out there like BBS that have a lot of good programming. If you go to BBS. Uh, uh, and, and look at their their website. Uh, they cover it all, uh, you know. And, and that, that's what we're trying to do here at IEN in the horse business. We're trying to cover it all. We're trying to get there. And uh, I assure you that every week will be better and better and better, uh, you know. And, and it's going to get there. We need to get some announcers on the show, um, and hopefully that that'll take care of itself down the road once we get a, a little more um, uh, live programming. But, guys, that's it for the week. Um, time for me to take a pill, take a nap, and kind of uh, take that triple off the farm and not even leave it. But um, really appreciate you, you know, out there that have listened and that have called. And we look forward to seeing you next week on the International Equine Network.